God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So, almost every book in the Bible has a familiar verse. That is a verse that most people that are familiar with the Bible are acquainted with. So, even even the minor prophets, most of them have some verse that you know, you might put in your kitchen or, or you know, put in calligraphy on a wall somewhere, uh, even if you don't know exactly what it means. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a familiar verse. Now, the book of Acts is a, a book with many such verses, many familiar verses to those who are familiar with the Bible. And one such verse is found in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, where the Bible says that uh, Paul said to the Philippian jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Now, that's not just incidental. That, that is really important, because the next three verses uh, hammer home the same point. That is to say, that if this man would trust Christ, his family would do the same. Now, it's not as if it's a package deal. It's not as if, if, if you're saved, everyone in your family will, will automatically be on their way to heaven and have peace with God. That's not the point. But there's a working assumption, and, and not just here in the Bible, that if, if I as a parent come to Christ, if I have fellowship with God, my, my family can and should as well. So they were all baptized. He and his straightway. They believed in God with all his house. So this man, this man who had thrown Paul and Silas into jail, uh, this man believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and became a brother in the faith. Uh, the same is found in chapter 18, verse 8. We read the story or incident of a man named Crispus, who was the chief ruler of the synagogue. And the Bible says he believed on the Lord with all his house. Now, here's a man that was a ruler of the synagogue. This was not safe for him to come to Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah. Uh, and I'm glad he led the, the synagogue, but it's even better that he was a leader in his house, his own home. Uh, if you look at Acts chapter 16, verse 15, the Bible talks about a woman named Lydia, of whom it says, when she was baptized and her household. So these are parents who had influence on their children. Uh, so I would say three things. First of all, I would just say, look, we're all responsible for the chain of transmitting the truth from one generation to the next. It does not happen automatically. There needs to be those. There need, there need to be those who gladly and humbly receive the truth, and those who gladly and humbly transmit the truth, who teach the truth. So, three things I would say. Number one, be the dad, be the mom. If you are a parent, be that. Be the dad, be the mom. Uh, there's a man named Hazoni that talks about the transmission of things that are important. He's a, a Jewish man, but he talks about the importance of that in keeping alive his own community. That is to say, there, there are multiple generations often that are living together so that parents can learn from their parents and grandkids can learn from their parents and their grandparents and sometimes even their great-grandparents. Um, one of the reasons I believe that the Jewish nation has remained a, a nation even after centuries of being blown like seeds to the wind across the world before they had uh, land is that they had commonly held 
traditions. They had common celebrations. You know, a nation that can't even agree on what to celebrate is, is hardly a nation. It's just a, a bunch of tribes shoehorned into the same land mass. And so uh, the truth is that if we're going to transmit what is important, it means that dad and mom have to teach that to their children. Now, maybe maybe you don't have uh, parents and grandparents and and great-grandparents all living together. I think that is probably fairly rare. However, the benefit of that way of thinking is just that there are people of various ages who can teach and others who can learn. So if you're dad and mom, explain, convince, lead. Who is adapting in your life? Are you adapting to your kids or are your kids adapting to you? Now, I'm not suggesting that you be inflexible and be a tyrant. I am suggesting that you lead. If you won't, your children will. I grew up uh, traveling often, and I remember uh, I had a sister, one of my sisters, uh, when she was just a, a little little girl, uh, she slept in the bathtub of our Airstream travel trailer in which we traveled when we were not at home on the Bill Rice Ranch. Uh, others of us slept in drawers when we would be in motels uh, in the summer when Dad was very, very busy with camp. It wasn't as if Dad had his family and Dad had camp. No, we were all together. We had the same ministry that Dad had. And that was transmitted from one generation to the next. I was blessed. I was blessed to live uh, in proximity to my grandparents and, and see them and learn from them. My kids knew some of their great-grandparents. And look, I, th that doesn't happen very often, but I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that I was blessed in such a way. The bottom line is whether you have that set up or not, and most of us do not, if you're a parent, be the parent. Be the dad, be the mom. Second of all, I would say if you don't have a dad and mom, you don't have a family, a strong one, then find a dad, find a mom. Now, to be sure, we're, we need to respect and honor the parents from which we came. Uh, I don't think that it is honoring to God for, for me to have this attitude of, well, my parents were dumb. They only had a you know third grade education. They didn't know much. They didn't love God. But look at me, I'm amazing. Well, yeah, good for you, good for you. All of us need others, and none of us come from a perfect home. And if you come from, uh, if you are lacking a strong home, okay, on the one hand, respect and honor your parents, however, however meager you feel your family to be, but find a dad, find a mom. You, you see, it's, it's a community and not merely my peers that can help me learn what I need to learn. That's why church church is so important because I'm learning from people that are down the road further than I am, that know more than I know, that I can, I can see from their experience that the Bible is true, that it works. We're living in a day with a proliferation of experts where technology is shaping our culture and the way we think. And we have all these so-called experts, but many times when the news references the experts say they're never even named and what makes them an expert? What do they have that gives them authority? So what you need is not just another expert. You need a family. So find a dad, find a mom if you're, you know, 20 something or 30 something or even older and you don't have a family that taught you how to do life. Look to the word of God and then find someone who can help fill in that gap. Now, at this point, I'm thinking of Acts chapter 16, verse 1, where Paul met a young man named Timotheus, and the Bible says that he was the son of a certain woman. She's not even named here. She, he was, was the son of a certain woman, and the Bible leads off with that because she was apparently the influential one in his life. See, she was a Jewess and believed, but his father was a Greek. Now, 
I don't know much about the status of his father, but he doesn't seem to be that influential in his life. And indeed, later Paul would say more than once that Timothy was his, quote, son in the faith, quote, closed. Now look, be the dad, be the mom if you have uh, a family. If you don't have a fine family, find a dad, find a mom, and respect the family from which you came. At least honor them is what I'm saying. And then finally, I would say, look, if you're a parent, make, find a child in the faith. Now, your family's your family. You know, I thank God for the ministry that I, I'm responsible for, the, the Bill Rice Ranch. I thank God for my church, uh, which is one of the three institutions that God created and ordained. Uh, and sometimes we talk about a church family. I feel like the people that serve with us here are family. But the, the fact is your family's your family. Uh, I can lose the ranch tomorrow, but I'm not going to lose my family by God's grace. That, that's where I've got to start. Your family is your family. But having said that, don't just lock the gates on your family castle and keep everyone else out. No, your family is your family, but adopt someone. If, if someone doesn't have a strong family from which to learn, then adopt them with humility. Adopt them and, and be a friend. And, and it's overused perhaps, but be a mentor. Teach life. Your family's your family, so be a dad, be a mom, find a dad, find a mom, and then if, if you are a parent with a strong family, find someone in your church, find someone in your, in your community uh, that you can, you can teach with humility, you can, you can help. All of us, regardless of your age, your, your, your family status, and so on, all of us are responsible for the chain of transmitting the truth, and may God help us to do that.